This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Mike Slater. On the Blaze Radio Network. Um, can we talk about something not political related here? I think it's important, and I wonder if there's anyone in Minnesota listening now who can give us some more insight. We talked about this story last two weeks ago on my local show because it has a San Diego connection, but really it's a Minnesota story. It's an American story, but um, Minnesota is the main tie. So back it up for a second. So we've been saying this a lot lately. The biggest bias in the media is not what's said. It's what's not said. It's the stories that they leave out. For instance, this Tim Kaine saying, you know, Hillary Clinton, you can't give classified information to someone who doesn't have that uh, the right to see that without consequences. Like, that won't be shown over and over and over and over and over again. I guarantee you if Mike Pence said something like, Donald Trump's an idiot, he that would be over and over and over and over and over again. But that won't be true. So, so it's what's not said. It's what's left out. That's the biggest bias. That was like a week or so ago. Just one quick example. It was like a week or so ago. There was, uh, I think it was in South Carolina, when a 32-year-old man took out a gun that he owned illegally and started firing into a crowd. He hit three people before another man took out his gun that he had a concealed carry permit to carry and fired back, hit him in the leg, and the guy dropped the gun. So headline, mass shooting from legal gun owner stopped shooting of illegal gun owner. Or right, 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 mass shooting from illegal gun owner stopped by legal gun owner. There it is. You with me. It just happened just the other day. Did you ever hear about that? Of course not. Doesn't fit the narrative, so they just pretend like it never happened. That's the biggest bias. It's important to know that. This story fits in that category as well. This is inexcusable to not tell. June 2nd, so a month and a half ago, a jury in Minnesota gave a guilty verdict to three Somali Americans. They were born here. Three Somali Americans guilty of providing material support to ISIS and conspiracy to commit murders overseas by traveling to Syria to fight for ISIS. Ten males were charged. Seven pleaded guilty. These were the last three. So when I say three men were sentenced, really it's ten. Ten men. Here in America, sentenced to prison for wanting to go join ISIS. Did you hear anything about this? The plan was to drive from Minnesota to San Diego, get fake passports here, then drive across the border uh, to Mexico, and then fly to Syria. That was the game plan. So in the trial, it actually showed the sting when they got down here to San Diego. Oh, so I should say a couple uh, weeks or months before they... Uh, had someone mic'd up and got all their conversations, which we'll talk about in a second. So they made it to San Diego. They met in a warehouse, FBI agents, um, who they thought was going to give them fake passports. And they talked about you know, what they were doing and where they were going. And they said, man, great doing business with you guys. Do you think once we get back from fighting in Syria, uh, we can send some other people to you and you can help them get passports so we can have more people come or whatever, right? They're having this whole, whole conversation. And then the FBI throws in some flashbangs. They arrest them. And that's how they got the 10 of them. 
So the man, a man who was there the whole time during the whole trial wrote an article about it in City Journal. Uh, let me quote a little bit here. In hours of recordings, the defendants expressed their desire to join ISIS, their regret over the failure of their previous efforts to make it out of the United States, their commitment to wage jihad against non-believers, and their ardent wish to die as martyrs. They expressed their contempt for the United States. They thrilled to the videos of ISIS butchery in the name of Allah. And they talked excitedly about their communications with friends who had made it to join ISIS in Syria. Which means there are people from Minnesota who have made it to Syria to join ISIS. Anyone, any discussion of this at all? As these three approached their rendezvous with the FBI in San Diego... One of them expressed what seemed to be a common feeling among them. Quote, I can't believe I'm driving out of the land of the Kufar, the unbeliever. I'm going to spit on America at the border crossing. May Allah's curse be upon them. Us. The country he was born in. The government was hoping to keep the surveillance going until they learned who had recruited them. But they may have recruited themselves. The defendants needed no more prodding than that contained in ISIS's online promotional videos. Quick pause here. So I was talking to this lawyer guy who heard the whole thing, watched the whole trial. And I said, what was your number one takeaway? And his number one takeaway was the thin line. This is his words. And he's not some right-wing hack. He's a lawyer in Minnesota who's just captivated by the story. He said, my number, number one takeaway was the thin line between Islam and Islamism, in his words. So just being a Muslim, an American Muslim, and the thin line between that and wanting to join ISIS. And he says that line was broken merely by online videos. That's it. That's what did it. And he said, if, if it's that simple to take these 10 guys born in America, living in Minnesota, all of them employed, all of them have good educations. All of them articulate. You know, fine-looking guys. Right? It's, it's, there's nothing about being, um, you know, unemployed or poorly educated or in poverty. They all have money. They were. <laughs> he said, if if all it takes is a video to make someone go from a Muslim to wanting to join ISIS, they were in big trouble. So apparently, there's a ton of Somalis in Minnesota. There's about 100,000 Somalis in Minnesota, and if they were all in one place, then it would be Minnesota's third largest city. And Minnesota, according to the Department of Homeland Security, sends more fighters to ISIS in Iraq to join ISIS than any other state. What? Minnesota? So that's why I wonder if there's anyone in Minnesota now who can speak to this. Have you ever heard of any of this? Minnesota is the ISIS stronghold here in America? Huh? So this lawyer I was talking to the other day, he's been a lawyer for 25 years. He said he's never seen anything like this trial in his whole life. He said every day, he said it was, it was flooded with federal marshals. So the, the place was packed with, with police everywhere. And he said every morning and afternoon, they read aloud the rules of the courtroom because the judge wanted to make sure that there wasn't a mistrial. He said the place was a zoo. There was one Somali girl in a hijab in the courtroom 
punching an older woman, right? Jumped on top of her, punched her on the ground, cursing a storm. Turns out that girl was girlfriend, the girlfriend of one of the guys on trial. The older woman was the mother of one of the terrorists who pleaded guilty. So you can imagine that the girlfriend was beating up the mom because her son sold out, unlike, unlike her boyfriend who pleaded innocent. Then one of the terrorist's brothers was caught trying to snuggle, uh, smuggle in scissors with six-inch blades into the courtroom after he was seen taking photographs of the elevators. So he was banned from the courtroom for the duration of the case. He said it was crazy. So I've never seen anything like this in my whole life. Now, again, if you're in Minnesota, 1-888-933-93. This is what's fascinating. The New York Times did cover this story. They did. So you give a little credit. They covered this one time. Well, they didn't cover the trial. What do you think they wrote about? They didn't talk about the specifics of the trial. They didn't talk about what the Somali, the the, the uh, 10 would-be terrorists said on their way to San Diego. They didn't say any of that. So what do you think they talked about? The whole article was about the anger in the Somali community about being targeted unfairly. And the focus was on one of the terrorists' fathers who, who owns a restaurant in a mall. And now he's just trying to survive. Just trying to survive by selling plates of chicken, rice, and bananas. And isn't it horrible that young kids with their futures in front of them would be targeted like this by federal law enforcement? Oh, it's and the whole article is about how uh, people in Somalia and Somalia, Minnesota think it was a setup. And, and the defendants were goaded to, to praise terrorism to a longtime friend they had who was the paid informant. Here's, here's one of the Somalis in, in Minnesota. People think this trial was dishonest and was done in a hurry, that this is a conspiracy. So there you go. There's your New York Times article about this. Here's something you probably never heard of before. I never heard of it before until the other day. Now, the New York Times did cover it, but it was this, oh, isn't it a shame? <laughs> what? How could this not be the courtroom case of the year? This should have been the OJ trial of today, right? The news should have followed this every day. There should be updates, insights. Ten Americans plotting to go fight for ISIS. They all plead guilty except for three. Here's the the proof of what they were trying to do. They were caught red-handed. And also, isn't it great that we have a, a, a trial system, a justice system? Their rights were protected as citizens. This justice system worked perfectly, and now they're in jail. How's that not a story? Because everyone decided not to care. That's why. People have decided not to care. I was um, oh, I was listening to Trump's speech the other day as it was going on, and I was reading some tweets coming in, and there was a writer from, not Vox, but something like that, GQ, I don't know, some left-wing thing. No, it wasn't Trump. I'm sorry. It was the preacher, Pastor Mark Burns, who spoke before Trump, a couple of people before. And this guy wrote, unhinged preacher screaming at the camera or something like that. And I said, you only wrote that because you decided, you already decided not to listen to what he had to say. And the guy wrote back and he said, 
No, I'm watching. Obviously, I'm watching. That's why I tweeted about it. And I said, hey, you may be watching, but you're not listening. You already decided not to listen. Similarly, a lot of people have already decided not to care about different things. And obviously a narrative set by the media and this story counter to said narrative. They're called the Minnesota Men. There's a lot more of them out there. Not just these 10. Mike Slater. Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com.